Oh, um, I just, I'm so blessed to have the worship people in this house, and I just don't ever want to take it for granted. We are a blessed house to have the worship to our King in this home, and I just want to thank the Lord for those worship teams. And Okay, I get to talk about dream interpretation, dreams, dreams interpretation today. It's a very exciting subject to me. Um, before I do, let's just pray. Is it okay if we pray? Father, I thank you that you are speaking to us through our dreams. And I just ask right now that you would open our spirit and even bring back the memories of the dreams that we've had, the things that you are speaking to all of us about our lives, about your kingdom, about how much you love us, about warnings. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit. Would you just permeate, hover, cover, rest over us as I bring this. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many of you have had a significant dream? Can I see your hands? How many of you have had a significant dream in the last couple months? Okay, so dream appreciation is rising in our midst, but I think that it's been um, one area that has not had a lot of weight or value. And I'm hoping this morning to encourage all of us to pay attention to our dreams. So, uh, the language of the Spirit is full of symbols and metaphors. It's not really rational or linear. It's full of puns. Did you know that God loves puns? Did you know that in the original language, the Bible is full of puns? Do you know he loves to have fun with communicating with us? So um, when we are looking at our dreams, we cannot come at it with a rational logical view. We have to learn to open up our spirit man and get into the flow of the language of the spirit. Let me show you what I mean. So someone came up to me and said, I had this dream and I'm very disturbed about it. And it was a simple dream and I was suckling at Sandra Bullock's breasts. <laughs> what do you think it means, dear? Okay, so we're going to get into secular dream interpretation, but if you were to run that by, and we'll talk about that, oh my goodness, through a secular way of interpretation, that would be a very disturbing dream. Did you know that Sandra means defender and helper of mankind? And bullock is a pun, bullock. And so this person is nurturing from the helper and defender of mankind so that we can get rid of the bull that's locked. That's the interpretation of the dream. That is the language of the spirit that the Lord loves to speak to us. Everybody can grow in their understanding because God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh in this hour. Everyone can understand it. Even if you think you don't dream, you actually do. It's about remembering what you're dreaming. 
And there are some reasons why we may not remember what we dream. In 2002, I went to a dream interpretation class that changed my life. It was John Paul Jackson's Streams Ministry, and they came here to Denver, and Lois, and David Wallace, and a couple others from different churches. We went down there, and we just got blown away that we could actually understand the things that God is saying to us in wild, bizarre imagery. (laughs) I think we just throw them out because what in the world? But if we can begin to understand that he's speaking, would you want to know what he's saying? When you think about it, dreams happen at night. And one-third of our life is we're asleep. So one-third of our life, we have an opportunity to hear what he's saying to us. And so if you believe that he is speaking in these wild, symbolic, metaphoric ways, would you want to know how to decipher that? Uh Uh-huh. At this dream interpretation class that I went to, I had a dream. This is a very simple dream. And I sent it in to them for an interpretation. And the dream went like this. I was having an argument with my husband, and he dropped me off at a mall. And I stood at the mall door, and I didn't go in. Instead, I went back into the parking lot, and I was looking for my car. But the parking lot was covered in snow, and you couldn't see any cars. All the snow had covered all the cars. And I'm looking for the car, and I can't find it. So I wake up. That's, that's the simpleness of the dream. That's a dream that you would go, huh, whatever, and just go on with. But I was just beginning to learn, and I wanted to know, well, I wonder what that means. I also was taught in this course that if you go back into your dream, which you can if you wake up, there's something going on that's disturbing, or you can go back into the dream, and if you have a lucid dream, a place where you're aware you're dreaming in the dream, you can change anything in that dream, and that's real time. So I practiced this. I went back into the dream, and I was looking for my car again. I couldn't find my car. So I was also taught that if you can't change anything, the Lord is trying to say something to you. It's not changeable. So I send it in, and here's the interpretation I got back. The Lord has called you to prophetic evangelism, power evangelism, but you're arguing with him about it. And you've not done anything with it. But what he wants you to know is that there is a coming move of God that's so full of his grace and truth that your present ministry will be irrelevant. That was about in 2004, you guys. I didn't have a clue at that time what that present move of God would be. But I did know to heed what he was saying to me. Because when I heard the interpretation, it went right into my spirit. I knew that it was an accurate interpretation. Because I didn't want to go into evangelism. Every time I thought about it, I got a knot in my stomach, especially with the models of that time. 
And I was like, oh. Okay. So I went to Walt and I said, Walt, we need to have a presence on Pearl Street Mall. And Walt graciously said, go for it, Didi. So my good friends, Ed and Linnea and Carla and my faithful freedom team, we went out on the mall and started giving encouraging words down at Boulder Creek, at the mall. And then I asked Walt if we could invite Doug Addison here to give us training on prophetic evangelism. And, and Doug came and gave us more training. And we have been at the Boulder Creek Festival for now for 10 years. It will be our 10th year. Yes, Lord. Okay. The things that I learned in stepping out to do what God was calling me to do, because that's a calling dream. A simple dream like that is actually a destiny calling dream. Those things that I learned in stepping out with a new age culture and presenting the love of Christ in a way that they can wrap around are what's prepared me for this move of God that is in our midst right now. And that move of God is that the finished work of the cross accelerates us. We cannot fix the old man. (laughs) It's dead. The healing models I was in really were basically trying to get the old man up and running as best we could. They didn't understand that the focus is now on the new on the new creation. And that's the ministry we have. And so let me just do a sidebar. You got a handout for perfect love. I wanted you to give you an overview. Is it not working? Um, Okay. I wanted to give you an overview of the focus of perfect love is about learning who you are in Christ. And we've heard this so much, you guys. But most of us live in this place of, um, yeah, I got these issues. Instead of really identifying, no, those issues are not me. And this is me. And this is the focus. And this is what God says. And so this healing seminar is about that. It's about tools to focus on the new man. So the reason I told you that dream is that's over a period of uh, 11 years that it's had a, an impact on my life. It's been very significant to me. So you can hear that dreams, I am convinced, are very significant to me. But are they significant to God? Did you know that if we took out of the Bible dreams and the content that the dreams are about, we would be missing a third of the word of God. Dreams are significant to God. He loves to use them. Um, let's look at some of the ways he used them in the Old Testament. Let's look at some Old Testament scriptures. So he used them in the interpretation of dreams to position Joseph and Daniel in places of favor with pagan kings. He gave Gideon encouragement he needed that he would overcome the Midianites. He came to Solomon by night in a dream and he asked him, ask whatever you want. In the New Testament, just focusing on the life of Christ, he revealed to Joseph that Mary's pregnancy 
was from the Holy Spirit. The wise men did not go and report to Herod as a result of the warning they received in a dream. An angel tells Joseph to flee to Egypt and stay there until further instruction because Herod is out to kill Jesus. Joseph receives another dream telling him to go back to Israel. As a result of another dream, Joseph settles the family in Nazareth so that the scriptures might be filled that he, the Messiah, is a Nazarene. So dreams are significant to God. It's not just me saying this up here. Uh, they're so significant that he's, he's pouring them out on all of us, you guys. And the things that he's saying are really important. And the more we give heed and honor to what he is saying to us, the more he's going to give us. Let's look at Job. Job 33, 14 through 17. Why, why dreams? For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream or in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. Have you ever had a dream that you knew what you were dreaming, but when you woke up, it's just gone? You can't remember it, but you knew in the dream you knew exactly what was going on. He's showing your spirit man something, but he's concealing it for pride. It's an amazing thing to take note and to journal these things. It's important that we do. So what other functions of dreams? What are the functions of dreams? They warn us about possible sin. When God warned Abimelech not to sleep with Sarah, that was a warning dream. If we could take heed of the warnings in our dreams, we would be so much better. I just see so many heads-up dreams. I get a lot of people coming to me asking, what do you think this means? It's a heads-up. Because God loves to go before us. Oh my goodness, he loves to help us. He's for us, and he's going before us to move us. No, 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 watch out for this. No, 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 no. It's so, so loving. It's so kind. It's so much fun. He gives, he prophesies his will. So in Genesis, God prophesies his will for the land that Jacob is sleeping on, in Jacob's latter dream. He shows us the future to prepare us for it. In Genesis 37, Joseph have a dream about his brothers, sheaves and grains bowing down to him, preparing him for the eventual rule of them. He gives us dreams to encounter us. How many of you have ever encountered the Lord in a dream? I'm saying, that's the absolutely best dream. We can have deliverance dreams. We can have a fight going on in a dream that we overcome. And you know, you guys, that is real. That isn't about something to come. That just happened real time in that dream. Um, he wants to encourage us 
So much encouragement is in our dreams. He wants to uh, speak to our spirit what the rational mind cannot wrap around. So God is speaking in this beautiful spiritual language that is full of symbols. It's full of metaphors. And if we'll take some time just to slow that down, a whole new world will open up for us. I'm just telling you that dream interpretation and understanding the language of the Spirit has totally changed my life, changed my walk with God. Can we grow? Yeah, we can grow. And it's important for us to grow. But why does he do it in all these dark languages? Like, why does he use symbols and metaphors? Why doesn't he just straight up tell us what he wants us to know? Proverbs 25.2 says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out the matter. God doesn't hide things from us, but he draws us. Do you want it? Are you going to pursue it? Do you want this thing? That's what he does because it's all our glory to find it out. There's two ways that we get better at learning how to do dream interpretation. One of them is just revelation. Joseph said, don't all dreams interpretation belong to God? Yeah, God is the one who interprets our dreams. It's God. And the second way, though, is in being skillful and learning the metaphors. The dream interpretation is still from the Lord, but we can grow in our skill and understanding of what those symbols, those metaphors represent. The more you do it, the more it's easier to do. Um, Daniel 1.17 says, As these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. It's important that we do, if we're going to interpret a dream, begin to have some training in it. Because I, can, I see a lot of prophetic wounding not just in giving prophetic words, but in trying to interpret a dream. You can do a lot of harm. We were once at a gay pride festival, and we were doing prophetic words, showing the love of God to this group of people. And a woman came in, and she had a dream, and the dream went like this. I find myself on an elevator, and it's all made of glass, and it's going up. And I'm completely naked, and I'm afraid. I'm, that's a really good dream, you guys. <laughs> now, from our logical mind, that might be what in the world kind of a dream. But we had someone with us from a different church who had had no training whatsoever, and he just immediately jumped in with the interpretation. And it was horrible. Like, you are into sexual sin, and you have pornography, and da-da-da. That isn't the interpretation of the dream at all. The interpretation of the dream, and I just said, let me, let me go about it in a different angle here. 
God is drawing you up into a higher place. And that makes you feel vulnerable. And you are becoming more transparent. But he just wants you to know. Hang in there. You're doing it. It's good. It's good. It's good what he's doing. See, that's, that's what God is saying to her. We don't have to worry about all the other stuff that's going on in their lives. We just need to worry about what is the Lord speaking. Interpret the dream. So, um, so it's important. If we're going to get into interpretation, that we have some understanding. We have some training. So let's just look for a moment at secular interpretation. If you look at Nebuchadnezzar's dream that Daniel interpreted, and if you look at the butler's and the baker's dream that Joseph interpreted, you'll see that the dream symbols were simply metaphors for what God was speaking to the dreamers. But Joseph and Daniel interpreted the dreams and both used God as their source of interpretation. Now here's what's really important. In both those times when they interpreted those dreams, if you had put the modern method of interpretation into those dreams, you would not get the same result. Those methods do not work. You're going to get something completely different. Right now we have Jungian, Freudian, Gestalt. In all of those dream interpretations, methods rely on a soul-centric point of view. It's something in your soul that's creating the dream. That is not how dreams come. They're temporal. They teach you to be introspective. They're singular in meaning. They teach you to change yourself. It's something you have to do to change yourself. And they are rationally driven. Biblical interpretation is eternal in nature. They are externally originated. And what I mean by that is they come from the Lord or they come from the enemy. They teach you to be God-focused and they have layers of meanings. They teach her to, uh, to us to partner with God to bring change. And they are intuitively theocentric process, God-centered in their thing. And so if I were to put the Sandra Bullock dream into one of those methods of, of today that are secular, you, you would have a completely different interpretation. That's why we need to understand how to interpret from a biblical standpoint, are all dreams from God? No. Some are from the enemy. But even the ones from the enemy, guys, bring exposure to something that is unrenewed in our thinking. So dreams from the Lord come through our spirit, man, and work through our spirit. And dreams from the enemy work through our soul or our unrenewed mind, will, and emotions. That's what they're working through. Either way, 
It brings exposure as to what is going on with us. And the Lord wants us to pay attention. There's some tips here to remember your dreams. Everybody dreams. Not everyone remembers their dreams. But everyone does dream. And there's a reason why you may not be remembering your dreams. The enemy would like to shut down dreams in us. Because in such a powerful way, listen, our soul and our body are asleep. And our spirit is wide awake. It's a powerful time for him to speak to us. And the enemy would like nothing more than just to, uh, let's not look at those. Let's just shut that all down. And so a lot of times what happens is when we're kids, he'll let nightmares spring up. And we may not even remember that we've done it, but we might say, I don't really want to dream. I don't want to hear the dreams. I don't want to remember the dreams. And I'm not going to remember the dreams. And that would be like our own free will, like a little inner vow. And then we can shut the dreams down. And so at the end here, I'm going to just pray a little and um, ask God to bring a new grace for remembering. Because it's so really exciting. It's so really exciting to be able to understand what he's saying to us. So the first things we want to do is ask God for dreams. Lord, I want to dream. I want you to speak to me. I want to hear what you're saying to me. Ask him to wake you up in the morning. I know some of us are on a tight schedule. We have to get up. We use alarm clocks. But often right before we're waking up, is the time when the dream that's been percolating in our spirit is getting all put together in our spirit. And if we have to wake up with an alarm, it's abrupt. So if we just ask the Lord, and you can practice this on a safe time when you absolutely don't have to be somewhere at a certain time, but ask the Lord to wake you. And then it all just moves with him. And you will be able to remember it. When you wake up with a dream... Write it down. Because I guarantee you that in that moment, you will lie to yourself until you remember it, and then you will not. It's really good to have a pad of paper or a little recorder and just bring about the main points of the dream. Just jot them down, you know. There was this big purple snake, and there was this, this, and that's what I, and then when you get in the morning and you're looking at those things, the dream will flood back to you. You can walk through it. We, um, we have a dream interpretation class that's coming up in April, and I just want to say to you, go for it. If this is touching your heart and you want to know what God is speaking to you on a third of your time, go. It's Friday night, April 24th, and all day Saturday till uh, 5, I think, on April 26th. And Janine Everard, who was actually at that dream interpretation class with me back in 2002, she works with John Paul. Let me just say that John Paul's memorial service was last Saturday. 
And I just want to speak on honor. He's the father of the prophetic in my life, and I so appreciate his life and ministry. It's been so amazing to be able to learn and sit under him on dream interpretation. So I just want to honor him. We are going to have um, dreams, teams, after the service in the back. So if you have a dream that's stirring that you wonder what it means, we can have a, a, we have a few teams back there that are going to walk through it with you. But let me just go through just the main points of dream interpretation. The thing that's important is that you write down the main facts. This would be the focus of the dream. What is the main facts? Are you in the dream? This is really important. Are you in a perspective of just watching and observing the dream? That's really important too. Because if you are in the dream and the dream is happening all around you, most likely the dream is about you. And everything that's happening is about you. But if you are watching from a perspective up here and you're watching something unfold, then the Lord is wanting to show you something. It may not be about you. He wants you to do something with intercession or engage him with it. Once you can write down the main focus, you can see what are the metaphoric and symbolic symbols in there. And it begins to get easy to begin to interpret those symbols because they are just really what they represent in real life. So a car is a vehicle to get you from one place to another. That's what a ministry does. It A ministry gets us from one place to another. If we were on a motorcycle, which is a vehicle, that would be more like single, easily movable. Everything that is in the symbolism comes from your data bank of your experience. God speaks to you in a way that you are going to understand. And so he uses symbols and metaphors in a way that you understand. He speaks individually, creatively, amazingly, uh, with so much fun. I have laughed so hard at the Holy Spirit in interpreting dreams. It's so much fun. So once you have those symbols... And you are asking always God for the interpretation. You can read them kind of like a story, the interpretations. And you string them together, and that gives you the interpretation. That is way simple. Uh, it, it takes some skill. It takes some practice. It takes you being able to move into your spirit. It's not straightforward, linear. Or rational. You have to be intuitive and hear from the Holy Spirit what he's saying. Okay? So let me pray. Who wants to have the Lord help you remember dreams? Okay. And then you pray with me. 
Father, I thank you that you are pouring out your spirit. I thank you that there are things happening around us that you want to lovingly and caringly pastor us with, help us with, father us with. And we want to hear what it is you're saying. And so, Father, I ask that there would be a grace here this morning, a new grace, that we would take heed about what you're saying in our dreams, that you would pour out a new authority of understanding, of revelation, of words of knowledge about our dreams. Would you just bring up any dream right now that you've already given? Father, we want to be good stewards of the things you're speaking. To him who has, more will be given. And so we want to take that which you've given us and look at it and listen to you and find out more and more what you think about us and what you're doing with us, who you are, what you say, what you think, how you see us. Thank you so much for the language of your spirit, Lord. Pour it out over us. Pour out your spirit. Pour out understanding. Give us interpretations. We can set people free. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So we're going to have the teams at the back. Um, We'll probably do it um, with a sign-up also, the Perfect Love Seminar. If you want to start to invest in really being intentional about building up, the new creation, the new person that you are in Christ. What is your call? What were you fashioned for? What does he think about you? And really reckon the old as irrelevant. It's not meaningful anymore. Then sign up. I'll be in the back there um, at the Connect Center. Thank you.